0: Time now for Rocky Jordan. Not far from the mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Café Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. The Café Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages... For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's story, 20 Fathoms Under.
1: I was standing out in front of my cafe tambourine, getting a little of the afternoon sun. A lemonade cellar with his jingling urn drifted by. I was enjoying myself till I looked down the street and saw a guy, feeling out his sea legs on the narrow sidewalk. His weather-beaten face slit with a grin from ear to ear. I hadn't seen him for three years, and I didn't especially want to see him now, so I ducked inside. But he sailed in behind me like a schooner in a high wind. Ahoy, oh, hi, Mickey! Rocky! Rocky Oh, hey. Hello, Sandy. Well, no, that's better. You wouldn't be forgetting old Sandy McQuill though, would you? Uh, three long years, and now I'm back. Uh, come on to a table. We'll be drinking on it. Uh, on you this time, Sandy? Ahoy, bartender! Bring us a bottle! Look alive! What do you want, Sandy? Uh, what do I want, lad? Rocky, I've sailed every port from Shanghai to Cape Town. But I wouldn't be passing up an old friend now, would I? Oh, not if you had an angle. I know you to be an honorable man. And I'll give the belay and pin to the man that says different. Uh, Here we are. Uh, Oh, uh, Sandy's paying for this, Chris. Hi, lad. Uh, What do you say? Sure, why not? I hope it sinks before you get out of the harbor. (laughs) (laughs) Never you worry. Sandy McWill can sail any brig with a hull. Uh, You'll sign the papers to get me out of port? Yeah, and out of the tambourine. And there'll be some papers for you to sign. Uh, Wait. This map, Rocky. Look at it well. Uh, Just get it off the table. Now. Only you and I know, lad. We'll keep it that way. Eh? Sure, but.
2: What are you doing?
1: There. Just a little precaution, lad. The map's burning merrily. That calls for a chaser, I'm thinking. Look, burning a map gets too corny, Sandy. Suppose you move along now, huh? Yeah. Hi, Rocky. I'll hoist anchor you will wait for me here Sure, sure Come back in another three years <laughs> You'll hear from Sandy McQuill again, lad And soon Hey, wait a minute What about the drinks? Chris made a move from behind the bar to stop him But I said not to bother him. Sandy McQuill had a habit of barging into my life every few years Whatever the pitch, he never got off with very much I figured this time he was just around for free drinks He hadn't told me where he was going and I didn't care well, by the next evening, I hadn't heard from him again, and I was real glad. McQuill was clear out of my mind when the office phone opened up. Uh, cafe tambourine.
3: Mr. Rocky Jordan.
1: Yeah, Jordan speaking, lady. Thank you.
3: My name is Ming Lee.
1: What can I do for you, Miss Lee?
3: I am calling at the command of my father, Sen Wang Lee.
1: Or do I know him? No,
3: you have not met my father in. Tell you that he wishes most urgently to talk with you. Well, all
1: right. He'll find me around the bar most any time of day.
3: My father is unable to meet you there. It is his wish that you honor him with your presence in his most humble home.
1: What does he want, Miss Lee?
3: My uh, father wishes to talk to you about the mandara.
1: Hey, wait a minute. What makes your father think I know anything about the mandara?
3: read it in the paper, Mr. Jordan. Look,
1: Miss Lee, I don't know what this is all about, but tell Mr. Lee I've got nothing to do with the ship.
3: But, Mr. Jordan, the paper said. I
1: don't care what the paper said; It's a mistake.
3: But my father... Just tell
1: your father to forget about the whole thing. There's nothing to it. That all, Miss Lee? Yes.
3: I will tell him, Mr. Jordan. Goodbye.
1: I made it out to the corner in 10 seconds flat. I grabbed the evening edition of the Cairo Mail, flipped a couple of piastres to the newsboy and started looking. Didn't take long. When I turned to page three, my picture jumped out at me. And the story below my picture, written in newsy Arabic, didn't miss a thing. Rocky Jordan, noted proprietor of the Cafe Tambourine, reported financing an expedition from Port Said to salvage the ill-fated Mandara. Oh, there are a lot more details and all a buildup up for Rocky Jordan wasn't long till all sorts of people came driving around. A fellow wanted to sell me a diving helmet. Another call to sell me a home on the Nile. Then a lady came in for a contribution to the home for aged camel drivers. Oh, there were a lot more calls, and I didn't like it. I finally left the receiver off the hook. Just then, I saw a stout, bald-headed man in a new suit looking in from the office doorway. Mr. Jordan, I am Jacob Matzer. Oh, I see you got a paper, too, Mr. Matson. What? As a matter of fact, that is what I came about. I am with the Continental Insurance Company. Sorry, I'm not in the market for insurance or anything else. I'm afraid you don't understand. You see, my company issued a policy on the Mandara and its cargo. Sit down, Mr. Mattson. Thank you. Mm. Now what's the trouble? Oh, no trouble, Mr. Jordan, but we are naturally most interested in your plans to salvage the Mandara. Well, it's free booty? Of course. You see, we paid off in full for the loss of the ship and its cargo. That's what puzzles us. I don't follow. The cargo of the Mandara consisted only of tea, rice, and other perishables. That's hardly worth salvaging. Go on. Naturally, my company is even made for it. As I passed an alley, I knew I should have stayed with Sabaya. <laughs> Two powerful shadows moved out quick and pinned me to the wall. I tried to make it interesting, but right then I felt a cord wrap around my neck. A silken cord drawn tight. I stopped fighting real quick.
0: You're smart, Jordan. You got respect for the cord, huh? It can get awful tight. Yeah. All we gotta do is pull. A little too hard. Maxi pulls
1: his end. I pull mine. Look, what's the big idea? Shut up. All you gotta do is listen. Yeah. We got information. So get it, Jordan. Keep away from the ocean. You might get seasick. I'm not going anywhere. That's right, Jordan. You know something about the Mandara?
0: If you do, forget it. <laughs>
1: forget real fast nobody's diving for the mandara Jordan
0: especially not you know
1: why cause there's nothing
0: there you want nothing go back to the tambourine, Jordan stay there you'll live longer you know what if you don't next time we'll twist the cord cider <coughs> and cider <coughs> and cider
1: they both gave a last twist My breath was gone, and I went spinning off to the moon. The curtains were closing in when the cord loosened. Then they slammed me back into the alley and were gone.
0: You are listening to 20 Fathoms Under, tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. You'll find the chills colder, the excitement sharper, and the stories better on CBS Mystery. At 9 tomorrow night, enjoy Thrilling Mystery on Inner Sanctum when the creaking door opens and exposes a man returned from the dead. Then on Tuesday night, remember Mr. and Mrs. North at 8.30, followed by Mystery Theater at 9. Yes, you'll find colder chills, sharper excitement, and better stories on CBS Mystery.
2: Lou, I said to myself, he's a genius. What the theater needs is a good old-fashioned melodrama. He's a genius. The public is tired of symbolic plays where people sit in a sewer for three acts contemplating their navels. He's a
4: genius. Lou, a few minutes to explain. It might even take a long time. No,
2: it won't, because I won't listen. I have to leave now.
4: Look, you're looking for melodrama, aren't you? Uh
2: Uh-huh, and I don't expect to get it from any actress. Oh,
4: Oh, how do I say it? Mr. Darren? I'm desperate. Oh, I know you're used to having people say they're desperate. I know it isn't a good approach, but look, Mr. Darren, when was the last time an actress came into this office not looking for a job?
2: Young lady, are you trying to pry into my private life?
4: I am deadly serious, Mr. Darren. I I want a favor, yes, but I'm not looking for a job. Please, please listen to me. What favor? Give me five minutes.
2: I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to light this cigarette now, and you have until it's finished to tell me what's on your mind.
4: All right. Oh, my goodness, i better talk fast. In the first place, I'm not from New York.
2: Actresses never are. I
4: come from a little town upstate. I was the leading lady in the high school dramatic club, and everybody said I was good. Every
2: leading lady in every high school dramatic club is good until she leaves home. I
4: wish you'd stop talking and using up my time. I her right outside this office. I'd been waiting to see you for three hours, Mr. Darren, and finally I left. Well, a man who was also been waiting caught up with me in the corridor. He was tall and tailored, and he had blue eyes and light hair and a sandy mustache. And, well, naturally, I believed him when he said he was an actor because he had an English accent.
2: I beg your pardon, miss.
4: Oh, yes?
2: I gather we are fellow thespians.
4: I'm looking for a job as an actress, if that's what you mean.
2: I gather that. You may have wondered why I was hanging about so long in Lou Darin's office.
4: Well, I suppose you were looking for a job just like me.
2: Oh, my goodness, now. Lou and I are old friends. Perhaps it isn't modest, but it's a simple statement of fact that I don't have to beg for jobs in theater. As a matter of fact, I'm Dick Appleton.
4: Oh. <laughs>
0: You are listening to 20 Fathoms Under, tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. The Unafraid, an emotion-filled screenplay, is presented by Lux Radio Theater tomorrow Monday night at 6. Bert Lancaster and Joan Fontaine star in their original roles. So don't miss the radio adaptation of The Unafraid with Bert Lancaster and Joan Fontaine on Radio Theater Monday night at 6 on CBS. Now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan, 20 fathoms under.
1: Well, when McQuill and I got to Port Said, we found we couldn't have sailed my motor launch in a bathtub. So I rented a salvage rig at the docks, dug up a couple of bumps to help man it, and we headed down the canal. McQuill steered and seemed to know where he was going. It was early the following morning, far down the Red Sea... The sun was just beginning to cut through a fog that had followed us all the way from Shadwan Island. Hey, what's that to the starboard, Sandy? Uh, the best I can make out through the fog, that's the point there, Rocky. That's Ross and Fundarak. Now listen, Rocky lad, I'm telling you again, this ain't for us. You'd better find it, Sandy. Yeah. Cut the murders! Oh, is this the spot? Hey, hey me dear. The Mandaras below. Look, Sandy, if you've steered wrong, you'll find that ship if you have to dig up the Red Sea. It's here. I'll lay my word to it. Okay, let's not lose any time. It'll be light enough before long. Get into your diving suit. Well, uh, Rocky, there's no rush about it. But just listen to me. We didn't honor. come all the way down here to talk, Sandy. Let's go. Uh, Rocky, I, 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 I can't do it. Why? Uh, I promised somebody. That's all I can tell you. If we cut it off now, there'll be no harm to any of us. Here's the diving suit. Take off your jacket and get it on. No, 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 Rocky, let go. No, let go. I warn you. you diving now, Sandy, if I have to break your neck. No, no, Rocky, I'll get it. That's mine. Oh, something you're hiding in your jacket, huh, Sandy? Neat little bundle. It's nothing, lad. I give it, me now. Ah, as soon as I've had a look. Ah, neat stack of 20-pound Egyptian notes. Enough to take you a long way. Where'd you get it, Sandy? The way... It's mine, Rocky. Just me life savings. Oh, it's real clear now. This money's a payoff, right? Well, uh, I tell you... Who are rocky... you blackmailing? A missing captain of the Mandara, maybe, huh? He's a dangerous man, Rocky. Sure. You had a great way of bringing the captain to terms. You threatened to salvage the Mandara, then splash my picture all over the papers. While I was a sitting duck, all you had to do was sit back and wait for the payoff. Oh, I was going to split with you, Rocky lad. With me hanging by my thumbs, like Pete Limbo and the rest of the crew? Now, matey. You wouldn't suggest that I did that. Why not? What do you know of a Chinese named Sen Wong Lee? Uh, nothing at all. But the captain did it, Rocky. He wanted rid of them that knew the Mandara secret. Who is the captain? Where do we find him? Yeah, Rocky, you know I can't tell you that. I made a promise. I'm a man in my ward. Look, Rocky. Coming out of the fog. There's a big ship. Suppose they see us? Aye. She's drawing in close, but she don't turn alongside. Now, Rocky, hey, wait a minute. Rocky, do you know who it is? Easy, Sandy. Maybe I do. You double Yeah, it's Maxson, the insurance man who came to my office asking about the Mandara's cargo. He had a beard before that, Rocky. It's the captain himself. I see. Better answer him, Sandy. Talk fast. Ahoy, Captain! It's a mistake! I wasn't meaning to cross you! <laughs> And turn him off! He's coming at us. He's going to ram us. Get off this tub, Sandy. Jump! Get it. Well, after that, there was a lot of splashing around. I saw the captain swing about to get a look at the results and maybe try for us again. Just then we heard another sound. And the sun's rays, cutting the fog, pointed out a speedy Egyptian coast guard cutter bearing down. The captain changed his course, but he was way too late. Their warning shots were enough. The captain cut his motors, and it was all over. A few minutes later, the crew of the cutter pulled us out of the water. It seemed Sam Sabaya had been way ahead of me again, and had tipped off the coast guard to watch for trouble. Well, there was nothing left for Captain Matson, whatever his real name was, except to make a full confession, including the murder of his crew. Not long after that, a government salvage boat brought up the bodies of Sen Wong Lee's brother and his wife. But so far as I know, McQuill's money is still floating around the Red Sea. Well, back at my tambourine in Cairo, I had no more than settled down in my office when I heard a tap on the door real gentle. Come in.
3: Mr. Jordan?
1: Well, Ming Lee.
3: Yes, Mr. Jordan. I come at the command of my father, Sen Wang Lee. Oh? My father sends me with a gift from his house for your kindness. This ancient wind bell.
1: Oh, but this must be of great value to your family. If I didn't ask for Who anything. You
3: will honor my father by accepting it?
1: Why, of course. Give your father my regards.
3: Also, Mr. Jordan, my father wishes you to know that he feels deep gratitude and devotion to you. Wait, Ming. Yes? How do you feel? I feel that my father is most wise.
0: cbs again at this same time next week for another story of adventure and intrigue when we take you back to cairo and the cafe tambourine run by rocky jordan jack moyles plays the title role with story by gomer cool and larry roman rocky jordan is produced and directed by cliff powell with original music by richard arant Larry Thor speaking, this is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.